0: Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software, and that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing, and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast. This is season nine, episode eight, coming to you live on this Tuesday. Glad to be with you. I missed last week, so it's good to be back, but thanks to Ali and Camille, who Had a great episode last week, and uh, maybe we'll do that more often where I'm not there, so I think uh, people enjoyed that one (laughs) more, so we will keep that up. So today's episode, we have again with us Allie. Hello, Allie. Hello. Good to have you back, and we have a special, not her first time on the show, but Hannah Wigington is with us again. Hello, Hannah. Hello. Thanks for uh, jumping on with us. Glad to be here. You couldn't make it with us today, so we're always happy to have new faces with us. So Hannah will be sharing some cool stuff that she's built um, with us later in the episode. So the Built On Air podcast is a live show where we go through four different segments where we talk about all things Airtable quickly run through the agenda for today. We always start off with round the bases where we talk about what's going on in the Airtable communities and keep you up to date on everything new. Then we'll do a spotlight on our primary sponsor onto air. We'll then uh, do an automate create where Hannah will show a new app that a new base that she's built and shared with the community. And then Ali's going to go through the page designer and we'll learn all about the how to use the page designer app for your bases. Another uh, spotlight on our community. And then we'll end it with a scripting time going through a script and how we can use to to create child uh, linked records. So with that, we will go to round the bases. We always like to start off with the Airtables community and see what's going on. And they've been pretty consistent at the end of each month, giving an overview of what's new feature-wise for the last month. So for the month of October, looks like they only listed four different things. Some of them small, some of them big. Um, So anybody wanna tackle any of the big features that got added? This one's probably the the biggest. Filtering,
1: Yes. yes.
0: We did. That's
1: very exciting. It makes uh, for a lot less workarounds when you're trying to filter multiple um, things. That's that is a big deal. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always like when when I see core functionality of Airtable improving. Um my preference is, is there's a lot that they can fix there instead of kind of the the new apps or add-ons or anything that are mm-hmm. extensions. I like to see the core improving. So that's yeah. a big one. Um some other smaller ones they added uh linking to um so I guess Google Drive. I didn't I guess that's now available to everybody. It maybe was in beta before. Um, cause I thought that had been around for a while. Let me see. I think there's more in here. Oh yeah. GitHub. So they added uh, syncing to GitHub issues and it looks like that one's still in beta. So they just launched the beta there. Um, this was one I didn't know about. I don't remember seeing this one. So being able, so this is for Slack messages, um, within automation. So you can unfurl links. So it automatically like creates them as links. If you have a a link in your message that you're submitting to Slack, I assume that's what it means. I don't don't know exactly what unfurled means.
1: (laughs) Um, Like open up maybe, or something like that, like display more of it, I think. Right.
2: Like shown in the preview, like how, if you put in that Airtable link into Slack, it'll have like
0: the big icon or it's just like a black
1: background oh icon. okay I, okay yeah
0: gotcha yeah so you can embed the the link message okay
1: that's a cool feature
0: that makes sense gotcha all right and then this was another one that um I haven't played with this yet have either of you played with the the um being able to use formulas and roll-ups in the automations conditions
2: um i literally tried so is i'm a little confused about this i i I noticed somebody actually posted about this in the table rebecca did i think and i was like what does that even mean like i didn't know that you couldn't already but yeah there was um there's one thing that i i think it's still a bug that the dynamic uh variables that you can insert into the like steps after the trigger step of an automation that still doesn't work for a formula or roll-up field or a linked record field either
0: mm-hmm.
2: it does work for a formula my apologies yeah. just not a linked record or a lookup gotcha but i don't understand what this one means
0: yeah i went and looked and i mean you can definitely um use a formula in a condition so yeah I, I kind of was the same I, I don't i thought you could always do that um in your automation unlocking so many new possibilities for your workflow, using the value in a condition. Um
1: maybe they just never announced it and they thought this would be a good time to do it and make it public. Yeah. Uh,
0: Let's see here. <laughs> I think it might be in the – okay, so I think it's just with the find record automation, so not the trigger. So I think that's confusing. So I think it's – if you're using the find records, I think there was an issue where you couldn't use uh, formulas in your query to find records. So it looks like that. Although, I don't know. I guess I don't –
2: was it like the like a formula field wasn't available as a drop down option as a drop down conditions? like in
0: here like in the conditions
2: That's weird. I guess I never noticed that.
0: Yeah. So that's I interesting. Feel- but it okay, looks like
2: started- sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was going to say it looks like so this doesn't yet use the new filter the advanced you know conditional filtering. This is still kind of using the either or so you can't do advanced uh, filtering within these conditions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I wonder if they'll update that at some point.
2: Yeah, this is the option that I need. I want them to fix. This is more important to me than anything. Like, if they could that dynamic option, if you try and insert from after clicking that plus sign, mm-hmm. a linked record field or a lookup, you only get the option to put the length of whatever is right. the value is. Right. And that's not helpful at all. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: I it's really odd, that. but
2: you, you could do it with a formula though. A formula, I don't think a formula always has worked, but I finally, for the very first time, got it to work yesterday. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, looks like there's some uh, new functionality there. So a few new things. Nothing like groundbreaking, although also in October, they apparently improved the underlying database um, enhancements and did some upgrades there. So maybe uh, that's why there wasn't a ton of new amount announcements on, on functionality. So maybe next month there will be more. So that's what's new with uh, Airtable for the month. We'll continue on. Um, oops. Um, okay, this is a post. Actually, this is Camille's. Originally, I was hoping she would be on to talk about this one, but this was posted last year. One of the issues I thought it'd be worth bringing up. One of the issues with the new with the um, edit permissions, where you can say, you know, only certain people can. Can edit these fields. She was basically saying, like, it would be nice if you could also like not allow anybody except for a script or an automation to update a field. So it was kind of a, a request for improvement, and people brought that up recently. So it came to my attention um, that that would definitely be a nice feature to add, where you could lock down, you know, editing for anybody, but only scripts could, or automations could update a field that currently is not supported.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. I've, I've run into issues trying to use that option to set it, when you set it to nobody, and it does allow you to say, you know, allow this to be modified through forms or automations, but the scripting app does not apparently qualify as an automation, so yeah. it doesn't allow you to do that. And then like I had one where I had the user that owns mini extensions. So, you know, when you connect with not just many extensions, but like Zapier, even it'll say so and so via API, mm-hmm. like it still recognizes that user as the one that edited it. Mm-hmm. But even when that person is allowed to edit the field, it still it will the, the automation will fail. Like if it's like you're trying to edit it through many extensions or Zapier in my experience, it doesn't work. It says insufficient permissions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's definitely room for improvement there and um, we'll see if that's something they address. So good uh, reminder of what you can and can't do with, with permissions. (laughs) All right, moving on. We're going to go to the built on air community. Uh, there's just one topic I thought was worth bringing up also kind of in that same vein of automations um, and versus scripts. So somebody asked, can you write a script or an app? Actually, this is specific to an app that is running kind of in the background and like a, a process that can be updating. And both Camille and Bill um, responded to this saying, You know, scripts and apps, well, scripting is an app. Um, Those only run within your browser. So, those are not running behind the scenes. So, automations do run behind the scenes. Those are running on Airtable's server infrastructure. So, automations can be running all the time, but apps and scripts cannot. So, just be aware of that if you think you can have kind of a script. Because there are some apps that, um, only run that like these were mentioning an app that they were hoping they could leave it running all the time to perform some kind of action um, but it's only going to work if you have the browser open and that app open as well for it to, to be running in your browser so good to be aware of of, of that difference between uh, scripts and automations so all right, moving on. Um, this was coming from the Reddit community asking about switching from Monday.com to Airtable. Uh, either of you use Monday.com?
1: I haven't, briefly.
0: Yeah. Um and uh anyway, so so this was um actually real quick, I'll throw up Jen's comment. Um Talking about the the previous discussion, Airtable also limits what scripts you can run in automation. So yeah, there's limitations um, with scripts, time and and memory, and um, and uh, the the API calls that you can make there. So um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's a good point, Jen. Um, so yeah, so Monday.com is a I don't know if it's a direct competitor. I've actually never used it, but you see the advertising everywhere. They're heavily advertising, especially on (laughs) YouTube. I feel like every ad I see on YouTube is for Monday.com.
1: I mean, it is very, to me, when I used it, it was um, very task-based, which, mm -hmm. you know, while Airtable can do that and there are workarounds, you know, monday.com is more focused on the task where Airtable is more of the database storing the information. And so to me, there you can use Airtable for that, but monday.com in some ways might be better if you really just want a task management
0: only. Yeah. So yeah, let's, so it's kind of more, specific to project management. So definitely doesn't have the the extendability and customization that the Airtable has, which is what the comments in this thread suggested. Um so uh, other people also suggest click up which I have used in the past which is pretty powerful. Um, so always interesting. there's so many alternatives out there. I always like to see how people use uh, different tools and and how they compare against Airtable. So thought this was worth highlighting. But I think the consensus was most people were moving away from Monday to Airtable and felt like Airtable was a better fit for for people's needs, which I always like to hear being more on the Airtable side. So that was good. All right, moving on. Next community is uh, Airtable community within Facebook. And this I think Hannah, you're on this thread. Uh, So the question is, is there a way to have multiple columns lock um, like the primary field is there? And so this I thought was good to bring up. So obviously some people didn't know about it. Some people in this group. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've, I've used Airtable for like four or five years and I was like, what? I didn't even know you could do that.
0: <laughs> yep. So if you go right here and that. Uh, yeah. Let me, that.
1: let
0: me get it. Let's see here. There you go. You, okay. So you have to be below the header. Yeah. So this, you see this bar here. If you drag it over, then it will freeze multiple So then when you scroll, then two will stay frozen. So there's that bar right there that you can grab and stretch how many you want to freeze. Yeah. So So that's a cool feature. If you're not familiar with that, you know, um, that is definitely worth uh, highlighting. So I thought that was good to to bring up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah i know <laughs> me too
0: <laughs> all right looks like we got other power users that uh, yeah. are learning
1: new tricks <laughs> here. Not just me. <laughs>
0: very cool so yeah i thought that was cool to, to show up so that comes in handy when you need to freeze it now the better thing would be is if you could switch which field you want to display as your primary field so that i've had it where you know i like will shrink this as small as I can get. And then the one that I really want isn't the primary key. And then and then you lock it for there. So you almost like try to ignore that first one. Um, I've done that before. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: that is yeah. something I like about Coda. It allows you to choose what one you want as your display column. And you can also just hide any one that you want to. You could hide the display column and still have it existing, which is... Mm-hmm. Definitely a powerful
0: feature. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice if if they could do that. So something to, another wish list feature. All right, moving on. We'll we'll go to Twitter. Actually, have quite a few. Some of these are from um the previous week that I had collected, um, but just wanted to highlight quickly. Um There's some cool, Zapier is very heavy Airtable users, and they're also great at content marketing. So if you want to check out um, their resources about Airtable, they they have some good resources um, from their team on how they use Airtable. And so worth checking out if you're in a marketing team, um, Zapier is, is amazing at their content marketing. So highly worth reading and learning from them. Some resources. Uh, here's one. Somebody's calling out their their uh, API. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as cool as Airtable is, your API is very limited. Um, we're having to use embedded Google Sheets because their API is better. And so, just some discussion about the API um, and and using it relative to that's so also some alternative ways to get around some limitations of their API. BaseQL is one. Uh, Sync Inc who just renamed, I can't remember their new name, Sequin. Sequin,
1: yeah, yeah, Sequin.
0: Yeah, so that's another way to, to leverage those tools if you really need to, to use that. Um, so just always like to see how people are talking about it. There's another thread coming up um <laughs> this one I thought it was good. Somebody posted, why did no one tell me? Airtable was the answer to everything. I think we all feel the same way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um it's funny to to see people come to that realization I see that often. Okay, this was one. Um so Hitten Shah is a big name. Um He's the founder of a couple companies, Kissmetrics, uh, Crazy Egg um, runs. uh, Now he's kind of big in the crypto world. And so very, very well known. um, Talking about the pricing model of Airtable and just getting frustrated with how expensive. So he's paying $10,000 a year for 42 collaborators. And talking about how, you know, he doesn't even have that many employees using Airtable. So he's paying for external, you know, consultants or anything like that, using it. And I thought it was really interesting. There is some high level people, well-known people within the industry kind of adding on to that about, you know, just not being happy with the pricing model. And, um, and so I wonder if, you know, if, if these big names, well-known people, are putting pressure on their table. If we'll see, um, if we'll see uh, anything change on their tables front. <laughs> so,
1: Absolutely. yeah. It's interesting because they have, you know, I, I've worked at a place where we use a, a nonprofit specific database and, it's expensive, and there's probably three or four users, and we pay probably 10000 a year for that, but it's much more of an enterprise level, and they have all the features for that, where I think in some places, Airtable, they have that pricing, but maybe not necessarily that all the in-depth features at that level.
0: yeah yeah and they somebody actually who works at Airtable reached out and um let's see what their conversation I guess he just said DM me and then Coda jumps in on it and talks about their pricing model which is different and they actually address this so I think Coda does have a better um pricing model yeah yeah, they, definitely they, they only pay you only charge for people who are actually like building and modifying the, 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 the structure, not actually like editing the content.
2: Right. And they're even if they're like a read only user, they could still get features that like if you're a read only user in Airtable, you can't filter, you can't do anything. So that alone is a big game changer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So definitely um, some, some different approaches to this. Um, We'll see if, if uh, Airtable responds to this kind of pushback. It um, makes you
1: wonder when they're going to do some changes after the survey they did months ago.
0: Yeah. 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 We'll see if, if uh, any of this works. So trying to think if there's, um, I know spreadsheet.com also has similar pricing model to Coda. So they're kind of have that maker um, pricing model. So if all the competitors are doing it, mm-hmm. I wonder if, if our table may, may follow suit, but uh, it seems to work for Salesforce. Salesforce is kind of more similar, but I also know people don't like that about Salesforce. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe foreshadowing of, of things to come. All right, let's see this one. So why is it so difficult to populate a select list from an existing column in another base in Airtable? It's so much simpler in Coda. Um, so I think what they're saying is generating a dropdown list from like a linked record fields. What do you think she's talking about?
2: It could be anything. I mean, I think people get really confused between a linked record field and a single select or multiple select, because I guess you could use one or the other for many different situations. Um, I don't know, there's the, the there is some difficulty, like if you have commas in your source data, for example, then turning that from a text field into a single select or multi select won't look very pretty um there's a lot of things to try and work around i've got lots of little like weird data massaging practices that i do just but it's hard to kind of get around yeah
0: yeah it depends on what the problem it would be nice yeah i think i think you know being able to create dynamic drop downs so apparently in coda you can do something like that i I haven't used that feature in coda
2: oh yeah definitely like because you can You can have uh, the options be a formula, which is cool. So it's like go and filter what this linked record is linked to and show me the options from that single select on the other table.
0: Uh, Yeah, that that would be great. That would be cool, yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, All right, so yeah, add it to the feature list. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one, this was a thread of, this uh, person generate created a CRM in Airtable for Twitter um, users, and in a in a tweet thread um, walks through how you would do that in Airtable. So that was cool. It's kind of a mini use case in just a couple of tweets on on um, how to um, build a tool like this using Zapier or Integromat, and obviously Twitter, and then Airtable to store all the data. So you can basically extract all of your um, followers using, I think he uses Integromat for the initial download and then Zapier for the ongoing new ones. Um, so I guess that made it easier. Although Zapier with their new, I think Hannah, you you mentioned the new Zapier feature to do syncing.
1: Yeah, it's transfer in That's- Zapier now. So where Integromat, has really always had where you can choose a date to start pulling information from. In the past, um, you could do that in Integromat. Well, in Zapier, you were could only start an automation from you know the day you start the automation or create the automation. But now with Transfer, you can go back in the past and choose a date so you can pull in information previously, which is really helpful if you're. Trying to start, you know, basically if you want to put everything in Airtable for some reason from the past. So you can just pull it all in from previous and then go ahead and start the automation from here on out. That's awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. That's cool, I, I played with it. it. They do have support for Airtable in that. they don't have support for all of their connectors. Um, so it's still the main ones. But a big one is Google Sheet to Airtable. That's what I kind of played with. Uh, um, yeah. and so that's a common one that that might there there's a product out there that that's kind of all they do is is sync your Airtable to Google sheets uh-huh. and so this is another way you can do that. So. Yeah. So anyway, so you might not need to use Integromat if you're using Zapier. Um, So you basically just download all your followers and then continually do them and then using Airtable as your CRM to to filter locations or whatnot. So kind of cool use case and somebody showcasing how they uh, are using that effectively in their marketing efforts. So that is all we had for um, Round the Bases. Let me bring up our images. So our next segment, I'm going to do a spotlight on Onto Air. Onto Air is an all-in-one toolkit to run your business on Airtable. It's a suite of apps that do a variety of things from backing up your Airtable to making it easier to um, interact with your data in in Airtable through our Amplify, to manage your schemas and your database structure, to building external forms using JotForm, um, and also our automation platform, Ontario Action. So full suite of tools that help you run your business, check out Ontario.com. There's also a built-on-air promo code you can use, and um, we'll do that. Perfect question, Jen. Put that up there. Can you talk about Amplify? That's what we're going to do a spotlight on for today. So good timing. That was not planned. So with Amplify, Amplify is a tool. Let me bring up our demo. So Amplify is a way to interact at the record level. You can think of it as a way to create views for a single record. And um, we have some big upgrades coming and, um, one of the features that I wanted to highlight, so we have different, you can create different widgets, you can navigate record to record. Um, you can also, have has the full life cycle of creating new records, duplicating, deleting records, and then you can create views for each um, at the table level and, and set up different um, layouts for how you want to interact with your data. We have a variety of different column types to interact with your data either just a standard record editor so a standard form you can also um, edit the linked record so editing data in a linked table in line with the the current record that you're looking at we also have editors for uh, editing markdown or editing a long text field as html or even JSON, if you're using JSON. And we also have editors for interacting with your Google Docs. Um, But the feature I wanted to showcase in this um, snippet is our search functionality. And this Hannah actually uh, was talking about uh, this functionality and how it's almost like a mini app inside of Amplify. So I thought it would be worth highlighting. So if you click on this, this allows you to jump back and forth between records within the table. And you can configure your search um, to determine which records you want to display um, within this search portal. And you can also configure which records it can search across. So you can configure different records uh, or different fields in your table that are searchable. So you can select multiple records and say, I want to be able to search within my notes field or the source. And... um, Whatnot, and then you can also specify if this is for everyone or just me, um, or for all layouts across this table. So you can set up these um, search functionalities and configure them. And so now, instead of the normal search that will only search, well, this one will search across. But if you're looking at like a link table, you can only search for that that the primary key. So this one will now search. Uh, anywhere within those searchable fields, you can find it, and then just quickly double-click on it, and then you instantly jump to the view, the layout for um, that specific record. So, very powerful search functionality to be able to navigate across your data uh, within Amplify.
1: Yeah, it's so much more. The the Airtable search is super basic and. In Amplify, like it, it it's like a, a Google search almost. I mean, if you have 25,000 records, it, trying to find that record based on the Airtable search <clears throat> is, is very difficult. And with the Amplify search, you can search inside a specific field or um, anything like that. And so it's a, it's a major advanced search function in Airtable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you can specify which field you want as kind of your, your primary field to display at top. So this, going back to that comment before of showing different fields, you can do that within the, the search functionality. So check out Amplify. It's in the marketplace, and or you can find it on ontair.com for more details. So love to check it out. And hopefully in the coming weeks, we have um, some, some big upgrades that will be uh very useful for for power users of Airtable. so keep an eye out for updates coming to amplify next hannah if you want to get your screen ready hannah's gonna take over the screen and walk us through her gift tracking app for christmas
1: it's christmas time halloween's over
0: (laughs) uh
1: yeah i'm ready do i have to
0: share your screen
1: um Yes, uh, let me uh, get set up here. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so this is a Christmas gift tracker in Airtable. So it's probably been a couple of years ago I created this because I I mean, obviously it's Airtable and I can track everything that I need to. But when you're buying for 20 people, uh, it's it gets to be a lot. And then you're wondering how much you spent, what you bought them, if you bought it <laughs> in the first place. And so I created this um, tracker in Airtable, and so what I did was I created a record for each person, and in the record, I mean, you can put their picture and then have a linked record to a gifts table over here, and then in the person, I have a a roll-up field that calculates how much I've spent on each gift. I have a budget. I've This is a formula field that calculates um, how much, you know, the difference between the total spent and the budget. So it can kind of keep you on track of where you're going. And all of these are calculated from the gifts table. And of course, the prettiest view on this one is the gallery view because you can see everything And, um, so in this, uh, what it has is the name, you can link it to the person that you're purchasing for. And then in the cost, this is where, um, all the calculations are done in the person table uses this cost field and also the purchase status. So while you might put in a cost here, but if you haven't purchased it, it doesn't, it won't calculate in there. So it's based on you've purchased it and you've spent the money. So it's also got a store um, drop down here for a single select field. And I made it that way. It just seemed easier than, than doing a linked record It linked records are it, that seemed a little too complicated for it, but um, then you can put your purchase date and a link. So I also have just different views grouped by when you purchased it and grouped by person. So you can kind of see here uh, a sum. Now one cool thing that I added this year, and I don't know why I didn't think of it before is I added the web clipper app in the base. So what's neat about this is say, for example, you go to Amazon and you see this cool little MP3 player that you want to get Jack and you can use the web clipper to automatically grab all this information and just put it right into your base. So I set it up to where it will grab the page title. Um, You can put in the person. It will grab the image from the page. So how this works is I don't know if I can switch it over.
0: Yeah, I think you're just sharing your, the one. Just one, okay. Yeah. Let me share that.
1: Window. Okay. There we go. Can you see that? Okay. (laughs) So in Amazon, basically what you can do is you use the web clipper once you've added it to your base and you can click add new gift and here it will automatically create the item title. So it pulls it from this information from the page title. Then you can select your person um, the store that you're going to get it from. Okay. Well, we haven't purchased it just yet. And then the picture, y- you can do multiple options, add screenshot. Uh, so you can select exactly what you want in there and it automatically adds it. This is genius. Like, I don't know why I haven't used a web clipper more often. <laughs> um, then you have some other options if you just want to select it. Um, So add it either way. And then we want to put in, okay, it's $22.99. And, okay, this is a main gift. We're purchasing it here and then a link. So then you go to add the record and show in Airtable. And there it is. Like it's automatically added. So if you're shopping online, I mean, this is a great way to quickly add stuff, um, to the list. Yeah. And then of course I've created some summary apps so can tell, okay, well this calculates how much I've already spent this year. And that is too much. That is probably over budget. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And how many purchased. And then, of course, a Christmas countdown. And this is up to date, people. So (laughs) 53 days. (laughs) We're less than two months away uh, from Christmas. But those are um, that's my my Christmas template. It's um, really helped you keep track. I mean, it will help you save money because. You know, here we are, Charlie. He's we're over budget on him already, so (laughs) no more presents for him this year. Uh, in that, so that's funny. Yeah, does it have a?
0: It doesn't have, um, I know you can't with the web clipper, but do you have like a wish list? Feature where people can submit their wish list items?
1: So that is actually a great idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably what would be good is to create a form and send it to everyone with just a few of the fields. So probably I would have um, the item and then a person. uh, I mean, just to make it easy. And then the link, obviously, Mm -hmm. and then they could automatically add it um, could probably set it to, um, limit the selection to not yet purchased, but definitely could send a link to everyone. You yeah. know, now that you say that I had my, my son send me a text message with everything that he wanted and I should have just had him put it all into the <laughs> base here.
0: that do the work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> If you want a gift, you have two weeks to send me your list, and if not, <laughs> don't be surprised.
0: You're getting that broom. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> no, that's for that's for little Lily. So he probably just wants the League of Legends gift card. <laughs> yeah, that works. But yeah, Very that's cool. the Christmas tracker. There's a free version and then a paid version if you want all the budgeting and the web clipper info.
0: Yeah. My, uh, so I grew up in a big family. There's, there's eight, I've got seven siblings. So there's eight kids in my family. And I was kind of known for trying to sneak a peek at, uh, gifts under the tree. And, um, <laughs> so my mom had to come up with a numbering system and she had like random codes for each kid. So yeah. she would just write the code on there. So you didn't know which kid it was for, and then she would, on on Christmas, would have like the decoder piece of paper. And <laughs> like, this code is for this kid. <laughs> was-
1: That's genius. That is very smart for the sneaky, sneaky kid who always tries to shake the presents. And- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> my right. husband's like that. Yeah, He's a smart mom. She <laughs> kids- figured you out.
0: <laughs> yeah. My kids are much, uh, much better than I was. So they don't, they aren't. Tempted like that. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing. And how can people find it? Uh,
1: so the best way is to um the link I'll share here. <laughs> Go to yeah. Gumroad and type in Airtable Christmas, and it should come up there. I don't have a link on my website yet.
0: Okay, we'll link it in in our show notes, so we'll get it out there. With our notes so thank you for sharing that all right ali if you want to start getting ready to share your screen so we'll move on to an app a day segment on page designer with ali
2: absolutely all right am i sharing not yet What's going on? Oh, sorry, guys, my computer. uh, I tried to update to Big Sur uh, last week and my laptop never turned back on. Oh, no. And so now I'm on an older, a different machine, a backup machine, and I haven't enabled my screen recording capabilities for Chrome. So I'm doing yeah. that now. I have to leave and come back. I'm so yeah.
0: sorry. I'll be right back. We can, we can come back. Want us to come back to you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'll be right time. back.
0: Okay. All right. Okay, let's move on to uh, scripting time. So I'm going to do a scripting time segment while Allie takes care of that. So we are going to look at... Um, In the marketplace, they have scripts that are available, mostly are provided by Airtable, but there are some third party people generous enough to share their scripts. Um, We're going to look at a script called Create Child Linked Records. So if you just click on Add an App and then go to the Scripts tab, and then you can automatically add a script into a scripting block uh, or a scripting app and it will bring it right up. And we're gonna look through this code so we can learn about um, how it works and how we can use it. So what this does is it will automatically create linked records in a child table. So we see here the first thing that if if we need configuration data from the user, um, we use this input.config and you specify the title and description and then you give it a list of items of data fields um, that you're essentially asking the the user to to select and so there's different types of um, input fields that you can use you can use a table that will that will automatically generate a drop down list of the tables in the space and then you can also do similar for a field and you give it the name of the of the the name that you gave the table in the parent table so this whatever you select in this child table it will generate a list of fields for that table so that will be the input then we'll have our configuration that we can then um, get from our settings object and then you see here there's a there's a function defined so so this doesn't get called until you want to call it so you got to kind of go past that function and then you see here all we're doing is just calling that function so we're using the await because it's uh, asynchronous. And so now inside this function, we are um, extracting the, the fields from our settings so that now they're variables and we can use them um, as such. And then we're just making sure that our field type is a multi-record link. Um, and the linked... O- so we're basically checking to make sure that we have the right type of field and it's a linked record um, to the the parent field so this is making sure that the link table id is the same as the parent table id and if it's not then it generates a, a message and ends the the function so we're all done here um, and but if everything's good we got the right field types then we're going to continue on And then now you'll see we're actually going to ask for more information. So we're going to ask for a record um, to use as our parent record. And um, we're going to, um, and basically we're not going to let them not select a record. So this while loop is basically going to, if you exit out of it, it will ask you again. You have to ask for a parent record. So this while loop, will just continue until you actually select a parent record because you can just close out and not select one. So this is kind of forcing you to select a parent record and you can't do anything else. Um, And then it's just gonna ask you for a number of how many new records you wanna create that are associated with with that parent. And it's gonna loop through that number. So you're just asking it. It does because it can only ask for text it uses this parsint function, which converts text to numerical values. Um, and um, so this is converting the text that you enter into a number. So you have to enter an actual number in that input. And then it can then use that as a numerical value and loop through that many times. And then it's just basically adding a new set of um, record data for the fields. And the only field that it's populating is that linked record and it's linking it back to our parent record. So it's basically creating that many new records inside of this. And then this loop is to make sure if you if you added like a hundred new records to be created, the um, Airtable function to create records can only do 50 at a time. So this max record per call is set to 50. Which is what the current batch limit is, and so you have to splice it up um, that many times. If you've seen other episodes of this, I, uh, I there's there's a faster way where you can do this in one line that I typically um, like to do, but this works as well. Um, and then and then it's done. So that's pretty much all it does. So you can kind of like I always mention, like using looking at these scripts is a great way to learn how to code, get familiar with the the um, API that's available to you and how you might do certain things if you're just be getting beginning uh, your scripting experience. So let's try it out. So over here, we now have um, this running. And so we have to pick our parent table, um, I believe. So I'm going to pick a design project as my parent, and then tasks as my child. So we're going to create multiple tasks for a design project um, and this design project, that's the field that is in the tasks that links back to um, the design project. Now this could probably be smarter because we can know, um, actually probably not at the input config. You, you don't know which, you, you can't filter this based off of the type. Um, so if we were doing it, down below, we could maybe be smarter about what fields are in there, but um, that is not available. So anyways, we now have it configured and you only have to configure it once. It will remember these settings. So now we can run it. And so now it's asking us for a parent record. So if I go like this and exit out, that while loop continually asks us to to add one. So you see here that while loop won't let me get it. picking a parent. So let's do uh, Gotham city. We're going to do that. And now, and then here we determine let's do, um, let's do 12 and then you hit next. And then now it's creating 12, um, child records associated with that, with that parent record. So if we go to our Gotham, our Gotham, where's our Gotham? um there it is okay if we click on here we should see a bunch of tasks and they're all blank because we didn't add anything else but now you see there's 12 tasks that got created and typically you would take this as a starting template and then maybe you want to populate it with default names for those tasks or something of that sort so this is a great um, starting point for pretty common use case of creating, um, you know, tasks for a project. That's pretty common anytime there's a new project. So maybe you wanna convert this to an automation script that will automate it anytime there's a new project added to this table. Uh, This would be a good script to use as a starting template. So hopefully that's helpful to get you into the scripting world. Very powerful opens up a whole new, you know, universe of types of applications that you can build with it. So we'll do that. And now we're going to skip back to page designer, Ali. if you want to, are you able to share your screen? Sorry, I didn't. Hey, (laughs) here I am. I'm
2: back. back. (laughs) All right. Yes. Let's, let's do this. We'll try again. And. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to do a very quick demo on my, one of my favorite apps, which is the page designer app. Um, there's a lot of really awesome things about it, but there's also some pretty big cons to it, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. So I'm going to jump into my app sidebar here and I'm going to add the page designer app into my dashboard. And it's gonna first prompt me what uh, table I want to use. And let's actually go with people. So this is just uh, like a scrubbed version of an employee database. Um, so I've got people, locations, etc. And the biggest thing that I like to, the way I like to explain page designer to people is One page in Page Designer is always going to correspond with one record, so one record on a table, and the values that are in that record or across that row or linked to it can be used in a Page Designer page. So just to demonstrate that really quickly, if I drop in this full name field, you've got all these awesome. Controls on the side to format however you want. And when I start tabbing through here, it's gonna go down the list. So it started with, and actually if I go up to my very first view, you can choose which view you want this to be drawn off of as well. However, I have found that if you pick one that's down below and then the next time you come back to your base, it always reverts to the top one, which I find really frustrating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. But you can see here as I go down, we've got Archie, then we should have Kane, then Shandy, Chris, etc. So that's the basics of how you can see it only relates to one record at a time. So I could use this and I could, you know, build a sheet for just one person at a time. And maybe that's helpful for some scenarios. Like I want to know what assets I've assigned that person. And I could print out a sheet at the time that they're onboarded of, you know, here's your computer, your cell phone, et cetera. But let's actually go to a different example. And I'm going to go switch this to my locations sheet. And here's where things get really interesting. So let's say I want to create a phone list. So for each location, and they can actually print this out and have it at their desk, and they can know who else is at their location with them. You'll notice I said you can only use one row, one record at a time per page. However, you can also use anything that's linked to that location as well. So because I have all of my people linked to each record on this table, I can start by dragging in, let's actually leave that abbreviation at the top, for each location, and then, I like to make it in the center there, if I drag in my people, linked record field, you'll notice I start to get a list here, and this is where things can get really, really cool. So first thing I can go over to the side here and I'll just start from the top I can sort this list however I want so let's say I want to sort it by department and then full name I can filter this list however I want so I can choose a view and I'm gonna go with all employees by location because right now this is showing not just my active employees but also my inactive, so people that have left. And then I can add all the columns that I want. So I want to add, let's put in like their extension. And this is something that I kind of wish there's a little more flexibility on, you'll notice this is just a text field. But I have extensions as a linked record field. And then I have this as a formula field that's just reading the linked record field because this makes it really big and kind of clunky and you can't get any formatting around that blue rectangle and how it displays. So I usually like to use formula fields in order to format this table a little bit nicer. And then we can also pull in, I don't know, let's put in their cell phone This is awesome too. You can rename these columns however you want. And I know we're running low on time here. So this is my favorite thing I've figured out recently. And for each location, we've got a specific color because we have everything color coded. So I've just put in a little block, like just a little image for each location and when i do that i can drag that in as an image by find where the color is and i can drag that all the way across and then if i say i want this to actually fill ah. and then send it you. back that's, that's awesome I'm, that's a I'm cool secret. trick right i'm i like just figured this out i mean it wasn't You couldn't do it before. It was, I think within the last year, they have advanced image options that they've released. And that is what allowed that to be able to
1: be possible. There's a lot you could do with that. That's awesome.
2: It's super, super cool. And like the coolest part about it is when I start tabbing through, now I've got a different color for each location.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's great. So everything's color coded. I haven't Um, used lists a lot in there either. That's really awesome to see.
2: It's super fun. I've had a lot of fun doing that. We actually like, and if you're lucky enough to have signed up for this beta to share the um, Um, apps, the table syncing has allowed another really cool workaround. So I have... I don't want to give all the employees access to this base because there's a lot of stuff, you know, like birthdays and stuff in there that is private information, but I've got just the phone list, just the people and the locations. This is just a sample. So I didn't actually resync the locations table, but this I can share with the entire, uh, with all the employees. I have this embedded right on the internet. And so they get their own. This is a master phone list of everybody. And then they've got, a master location sheet with all the locations, phone numbers, and then that, uh, just exactly what we were just working on. But it's- So did you
1: embed the app on the website? Is that what you did?
2: Yeah, I did. I embedded the app and um, the base itself so that people can search through it as well. So I've got the apps. I can actually show that quickly. Can you see this screen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. If I just go into my staff directory. So we've got this all embedded in here.
1: Uh, so,
2: so that way somebody can search yeah. and try and find someone that they're looking for and also just go in and print off their sheet.
1: Oh, that's really smart.
2: And what's so cool is this updates in real time. So like I don't have to yeah. worry. The only thing I have to do is periodically come in and make sure that nothing like this is happening. So that's something I need to fix. I wanna shorten up that title so that it doesn't run onto other lines, get too long so that it, you know, it's not smart enough to dynamically shrink and grow. Yeah.
1: Does it wrap? It does, it wraps like, see how it's. Oh, okay, yeah, I see.
2: But I had to make the the line height really small in order to fit everything. So it doesn't look very good when it wraps. (laughs)
0: you'd have to have like a formula that cuts it off or something.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I have an override field that I'll go in and just try and shorten that title up a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's just a little bit of some tips and tricks about page designer. I've got a ton, but I know we're running out of time.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. Super powerful. What are some limitations of page designer?
2: Thank you. I said I would mention those. Um, Definitely. Okay. So my number one, and I think everyone's number one is that you cannot automate this whatsoever. You can't click a button to grab that PDF and attach it to a record. That would be absolutely huge. I would use it for everything. If you could do that, it would be awesome. Another thing, it's really hard to have uh, multiple pages. You can kind of set it up so that it'll work for you on your particular computer and browser, but then that might not work well for the next person that tries to print it on a different browser. Um, And additionally, I wish you could select more than one item at a time to drag around the page, because if you need to reformat one little section, you got to individually drag
1: every little
0: Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So you can't group elements. Yeah, right. yeah. Very cool. All right, that's awesome. Thank you, Ali, for walking you. through Page Designer. It's, it's probably the most pow- most popular app in the that that's used by people. I would imagine uh, maybe okay. the scripting app is, is up there too, but definitely one that, that everybody should be familiar with and and use. Um, so Shay, thanks for being with us. And uh, hopefully that was helpful for you, and you can go deeper into the page designer. So, quickly, we'll end with just a plug. Join our built on air community, builtonair.com. Uh, we have a newsletter. We also have a Slack community where there's people uh, like Ali and Hannah and Shay and Jen and Rebecca who all participated in today's show. They're all in the built on air community. So, amazing people doing amazing things. We'd love to have you join and join us at builtonair.com slash join. One final comment from Jen. Very cool page designer <laughs> feedback. So yeah. with that, we're getting into November, our last month before we uh, will take December off. So we do have uh, four more episodes that we'll bring to you the next four weeks. And we hope that you will join us next time on Built On Air. See ya. Bye. thank you you for joining today's episode we hope you enjoyed it be sure to check out our sponsor ontair.com and we will see you next time on the built on air podcast